Hello, welcome to the Win Daily Show. I am Michael Raziel. This is my man, Sinajad. We're talking NASCAR. We're talking NFL as always, because that's the only thing that actually drives rating numbers. We're talking German soccer because it's back. Sia, how excited are you for tonight? So, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I never thought I'd be in a place, and this is just me. I'm not speaking for anybody else. I never thought I'd be in a place where I would be on a show that I was super excited about, and they would lead with, we're going to talk about NASCAR. But I got to be honest. I'm like legitimately excited about DFS NASCAR for a couple of reasons. You know, we have a guest coming on in a couple minutes, but listen, man, there's not that much to really dabble or, you know, dip your toe into. And here we are, NASCAR, Outlaw Golf, you know, there's, you know, soccer is coming on, you know, there's UFC, but no, I'll take NASCAR all day. That's what I mean. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I've been to a couple NASCAR races. It's definitely a spectacle. It's definitely an event. Um, I enjoyed myself. It was it was a simpler time, may I say, but it's something, man. You know, again, like FS1 is going to be airing the Bundesliga, which is the, the German soccer league. Have I ever watched Bundesliga before? No. Am I probably going to bet on Bundesliga with Rich's help? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to I'm going to be OK with it and I'm going to watch it and I'm going to be excited because sports are finally back. And it's one thing UFC is one thing, right? Like I'm not huge into MMA, mixed martial arts. Obviously, I would watch it. Not really sure if I'd pay for the, the $70 for some of these fights, but it's something it's back it's sports it's competition and i'm very very excited for it so let's um do want to start off if anyone notices i uh i wasn't wearing this uh, about 25 minutes ago just recently put it on had to show some allegiance had to show some alliance not sure if you guys out there have heard by the time this comes out tomorrow on the podcast everyone will have heard but uh let's see 2019 first round pick of the giants deandre baker as well as the seahawks seahawks i had right see the seahawks defensive back quentin dunbar traded right. uh, for a fifth round pick from Washington to Seattle this past off season. So according to police, the two men were partying in Miramar, Florida. Now, Sia, we know you're located in Florida. How far is that from you? And I guess give us a little location. Paint us so, this picture. Yeah. So actually, when I first moved to South Florida, I lived in Miramar for about seven mo- months with my friend Seth Marks, who actually does some of this podcasting NFL stuff too. Long story short, it is about 15 minutes from where I'm sitting right now. It's it's right between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. So it's a little west, but it's right in between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. So there's plenty of trouble to get into. All those stories you hear from F- Florida, the, the WTF, the what the Florida stories, a lot of them are from north of here, but like these types of stories, the athlete types of stories that you you see on TMZ and Roto World, yeah, that's that's down near me. Good times. Uh, that's where all the money is, man. That's where we're having some fun down in Fort Lauderdale. We're having some fun down in Miami. We can't blame people, but sometimes it gets a little out of control. The cops say DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar were allegedly hanging out at a cookout playing cards. This is from TMZ, by the way, and video games when an argument broke out and Baker whipped out a semi-automatic firearm. Cops say the men began to rob party guests with Dunbar assisting in taking watches and other valuables at the direction of Baker. At one point, cops say Baker directed a third man to shoot somebody who had just walked into the party. Thankfully, no one was actually shot. Law enforcement say men made out with more than $7,000 in cash, along with several valuable watches, including an $18,000 Rolex watch and a $25,000 Hublot Sia. How happy are you that you got a fifth round pick for Quentin Dunbar? <laughs> you know, the, it's really sad about Dunbar because his story is really good. Uh, you know, he he, he wasn't really supposed to amount to much with the skins and he, and he was a valuable piece. So, yeah, I guess I'm glad we unloaded him. That's not supposed to be a play on words unload. Ha ha. Nice. Very nice. But, uh, you know, I'll take a fifth round pick. Listen, I'll, you, the reality is what I think a lot of people don't realize is that a uh, and I'm changing the subject a little bit, but these fourth and fifth and sixth round picks, you know, seventh, obviously, too, they're really quite valuable. And, and you're going to find, especially from a fantasy football perspective, there's fifth round running backs and there's sixth round running backs and fifth round receivers and fourth round receivers. So anytime people like sort of, you know, have a discussion about, oh, well, they only had to give up two fourths in, in a second. It's like, well, actually, those two fourths are actually potentially going to a make the team and be very, be very good and be on on small deals to mm-hmm. really like not impact the salary cap at all. Exactly. So, you know, that's kind of why like for example the 49ers they got rid of DeForest Buckner and then they just brought another guy in in the draft it's cuz like sometimes you got to save some of the salary cap money and I'm going off on a tangent, but the point is these fifth round picks are actually kind of important. 
And and one team that is great at picking late round picks is the Seattle Seahawks, right? Like most of the Legion of Boom came in the late round. I mean, Richard Sherman was a fifth or a sixth, sixth round pick, if I'm not mistaken, as a wide receiver out of Stanford converted to a defensive back. So it's um, I thought this would be a good way to open up the show, get to talk about this a little bit. Obviously, DeAndre Baker, a first round draft pick while he was terrible last year for the Giants. Still not a good look. Still not a great way to go down. The Giants traded up for him so we could get that fifth-year option. Doesn't look like he'll be needing that anytime soon. So we will see. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was a fun way to open up the show. A little Giants-Redskins news for you. Everyone loves to hear about that. Um, so see, uh, one thing I do want to get into a little bit as we have the last few days, uh, this Outlaw Golf, man, how are you? Are you still crushing it? What's going on there? You winning any more money for me? Oh, my God. This week, I did not crush it. So if you oh, remember no. on Tuesday, on Tuesday, we did the show. My guy was in the lead, Nate Lashley. The, the guy I had I had safety plays on was three back. Both of those guys tanked today in particular. Some random guy named Zach Smith. So this is the problem with, with a golf event where you just don't know. There's just not quite enough information to really like hang your hat on. I did the obvious thing. I took the three PGA professionals that were actually in the tournament. I kind of hung my hat on the third ranked guy because I thought that made the most sense from a value standpoint. And all three of the guys sort of finished in respectable fashion, but got absolutely smoked by a guy named Zach Smith, who has been absent on the Outlaw Tour ever since the pandemic started. So nobody had him. Huge surprise. Can't wait for PGA to come back. I believe it's June 11th. This weekend, we have the, the Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson thing with um with Matt Wolf And mm -hmm. uh, who's the PGA uh, guy? Right. I'm forgetting course Rory. Rory and then next weekend where I actually think there's some good betting value we've got the Tiger Woods Phil Mickelson Tom Brady uh Peyton Manning thing so uh I'm I'm super excited I mean all this stuff is right around the corner so let's go we're 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 waiting for it man honestly and I'm excited to uh, get your take on all that stuff next week especially you know we'll kind of recap some of the stuff with Rory and DJ and, and Ricky Fowler whoever matt wolf is honestly i i I don't watch that much golf but i mean i know enough to know i don't know who that guy is uh but very excited for tiger woods peyton manning of course phil mickelson and tiger uh um tom brady i apologize that should be a lot of fun so one other thing if anybody out there is paying attention today may 14th is free bet day at DraftKings. so please go over there place a free bet it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. It's a free bet. They're allowing it. If you have an account, if you don't have an account, use our link. Ask me for it. I'll give it to you. But just go over there and place a bet on something, esports, on on anything at this point, because it's betting and we miss it. We miss it so much, Sia. We miss it so much. And we're excited <laughs> to talk about it some more. So I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, and one more thing. We wanted to promote our Friday poker tournament. Win Daily is having a poker tournament. We're trying to get people to do some stuff. We're trying to get people excited to get going. It's at Friday at 8 o'clock. There's stuff on our website about it. So make sure to go check that out. I'll make sure link in the show notes for anyone listening on the podcast, but it should be fun. It should be an absolute blast. I'm someone's going to take my money. Let me just say that right now. I know somebody out there is going to take my money. It's okay. Sia, do you, uh, do you, do you dabble in poker at all? I think you uh, do, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I, right? I, 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 I might have. In fact, here's a teaser for like, we're going to talk to Josh and, and I think we're going to talk to somebody else on the show. So, so once that is done, oh, it was the, it was the guy covering, um, covering soccer. But once that is done, uh, I have a teaser for like the biggest hand I ever played in my life. It was two years ago, World Series of Poker main event. I lost the hand, but I actually want to take like literally a minute, just a minute, and actually take you through what happened in the hand because it was crazy. I literally, in the middle of this you know, auditorium full of tables, playing next to professionals, I literally jumped out of my seat, literally jumped out of my seat when I found out that I actually had the second best hand at the table. It was full house over full house, but I, I got to tell you about the hand, but that'll be after we have a, a couple discussions. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. So we're having anyway. Josh on, we're having JMO on for us. He, uh, he should be here in a couple minutes just to talk about some NASCAR. He's going to explain a, for anybody out there who doesn't really know how to play NASCAR DFS. I think it's really important because we're all going to play it this weekend. I think that's kind of an inevitability at this point. So he's going to kind of explain how it works and what's going on. He's also going to give us some picks in terms of some lineups to create through DraftKings, through FanDuel. We're also going to have Rich Masana on. He is our resident soccer um, uh, soccer writer, soccer fantasy writer. And as I said before, Bundesliga is back. He's got some great picks in terms of a couple parlays we could throw down this weekend. They were a lot better when he told us about it um, on Monday when he wrote the nice article. But... You know, it is what it is. We'll take him when we can. And he's also going to give us some DFS lineups, uh, FanDuel and DraftKings both today. 
put out, uh, they, I guess they bought the rights specifically for Bundesliga today to make sure that they could allow people to uh, play DFS this weekend on it. Uh, in the comments, Aussie Rules Football is coming back June 11. Sia, did you get on the Aussie Rules Football train a couple months back? No, the only kind of random train I got on when the pandemic hit, there was some Turkish soccer. You know, I followed a couple people on Twitter who had some picks, you know, and, and I got to be honest, I, I didn't really invest a, a ton of money or thought into that. It was just the only thing left to bet on. But no, I haven't really, you know, I've, you know, a lot of people are betting ping pong, by the way, like Russian, oh. Russian ping pong. Apparently there's six figures like on each of these Russian matches that are happening on a daily basis, which screams to me like fixed. Like, you know, Russia, no. you know, ping yeah. pong, six figures, like, no, no, thank you. So, no, but a lot of those sports like soccer are coming back that like, you know, I'm not worried about that type of stuff. And there's actually like legitimate information that we can gain from our professionals at Win Daily that like are really going to help. Exactly. So I'm I'm excited for, it. by the way, I didn't mean to sort of change the subject about poker to, to my, that one disastrous hand, but that, that poker tournament tomorrow, I guess it starts at eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, it's global poker. We've got mm -hmm. all the information at Win Daily Sports. You know, on our, you know, at Sienajad and at Michael Razzle, you can actually see um, we have the links to it as well. So it's super easy. You just have to register and, you know, get your chips in. Basically, you're all set. So hopefully everybody joins in. It's 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 going to be fun. It's going to be fun. C is going to take my money. I'm excited for that. I know um, just to just to let everyone know, I know he's he's teasing that specific hand, but he was in the World Series of Poker and he might have taken a couple bucks home. So uh, you also told me when C and I did our our Win Daily Sports Win Daily Show interview, which you can go back, check out the podcast. Everything's there. Links in the show notes. You're probably listening to the podcast as well right now. So make sure and go back to listen to Sia's because it's fantastic. But Sia, I loved your story um, about kind of being excited when you were there and getting going and getting used to it. And then all of a sudden people taking your money and realizing no one's there to make friends. You're not there to make friends at the World Series of Poker. So excited for your other hand. And uh, just another, we got to keep plugging some stuff. So we have SiriusXM shows Saturday and Sunday. We are always there, 5 to 7 on SiriusXM. Should be a lot of fun. It always is. I think I'm doing Saturday this week with Jason. You're doing Sunday. Obviously, a lot of NFL talk, which we'll get into a little bit later as well, which should be fun. And um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm excited for it. How much do you enjoy being on Sirius? I I really I really love it. I mean I, I um first of all Jason Mizrahi is like such a great partner. So so we co-host you know you co-host on Saturday with Jason. I co-host on Sunday with Jason five to seven. And we just like you know just the collaboration between us even before the show to kind of like talk about what we want to talk about, but really what the you know the fans or the people listening want to hear. That's so important to us, and we really just like pump out the information. So, for example, I mean, it was pretty much all NFL last weekend, right? I know I was talking, you know, win totals and Super Bowl odds, and you know, we we had some fantasy football segments in there. Tell 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 the crowd what you talked about, actually. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about win totals as well. We talked about my Giants and how bad I think they're going to be. I think it's at six and a half, if I'm not mistaken. I would say hammer the under, uh, hammer, Agreed. hammer, hammer the under on that one. We talked about the Chiefs, 49ers, a uh, little bit of that. We had some UFC talk as well, which we will again on Saturday, which I'm excited about. Hopefully build some lineups, give some people some good bets so they can make some money. But yeah, mostly NFL, a little bit of MLB too. You know me. I love my Korean baseball at six o'clock in the morning. So I had to get that in as well. You talked about the Giants and I knew you talked about the Giants on Saturday because A, I listened to the show and B, I saw the production notes, you know, days before the show. I told Jason, and, and I know you heard the show on Sunday. I told Jason, we got to talk about the Giants again. I understand that Michael covered it. But this under is so lockish. Listen, nothing is an absolute lock. We all know that in this business. But it is so lockish at six and a half. I mean, I, I literally went on Sunday in, in, in the, the Giants segment, if you will. I went through the schedule each game. And I gave the Giants the benefit of the doubt on all the 50-50 calls. I literally gave them all the 50-50 calls. And I only got to six wins. Yep. It just so it, it, six and a half, like it's just mind blowing. It makes no, they'll split with the Redskins, most likely. They're going to lose all their games to, to the other two, to yep. the Cowboys and Eagles. And the rest of their schedule is not pretty. In fact, I think it's the, they, they've got the, according mm -hmm. to Warren Sharp, his, his metric, which is way better than the, uh, the standard strength of schedule, they have the hardest schedule in the league. Mm hmm. Yep. 30 second. Yep. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, also, we'll be talking about it a little bit later. The fact that teams aren't allowed to open up facilities will not be opened up. Joe judge is a first time head coach. Yeah. He's got Jason Garrett on his staff. Yeah. He's got some important people on his staff, but first time head coach, Daniel Jones, is second year new offense for him. It's not going to look good. It's not going to look pretty. That defense is terrible. And oh yeah, the news that I talked about, one of our starting cornerbacks decided to take out a firearm 
Uh, about 15 minutes from Sia's house. Sia's kids are there. What the hell, DeAndre Baker? What the hell? I don't get it. It's terrible. It's, it's disrespectful. That's that it is. I don't like it. It's too close. It's too close to home. It's too close for me, Literally. for you. And I, I will let him know, or at least I'll reach out to some of the Giants beat writers that I know. But we do have Josh Moore on, so we're going to be bringing in Josh. Josh, what's up, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's a good day to be alive, brother. It's a good day to be alive. So Josh, J-Mo is one of our NASCAR writers. So very excited. NASCAR is back. Seven races, 11 days. First off, how the hell do you think NASCAR is going to pull that off? <laughs> uh, they're going to be very busy the next couple of days. Um, actually, I think it's... 20 races over the next 30 days. Uh, now that they've released the new revised schedule as well. All right. Well, they're not messing around. Uh, as I was telling you guys before, I have a friend who works for Fox and he is, uh, let's say he's not excited. Um, he's excited to go back to work, but I don't think he's super excited for all of this. So Josh, a couple things that we do want to talk about um, as C and I were, we're discussing NASCAR's back. Let's be honest. How many people pay attention to NASCAR versus football versus baseball? Doesn't matter. It's back. It's one of the first back, and people are absolutely, absolutely going to play NASCAR DFS this weekend, including myself. And as well as Sia, we don't really know how it works. So if you could just give us a nice baseline understanding of exactly how NASCAR DFS works and give the people out there as well. Yeah, it's uh, so pretty basic strategy. Um, we're going to try to pick the race winner. We want to people roster all drivers that are going to finish on the lead lap. Uh, we're going to focus on positive place differential. So guys that are moving up in the pack. And then at the end of it, I would normally come back and want to make sure that we captured enough share of laps led and the fastest laps as well. Okay. So all the important metrics in NASCAR. So it's a, a lot like the others, but um, that makes sense. That's really interesting. So who are some of the plays? Who are some of the uh, drivers that you're looking out for this weekend? Um, so my first favorite, again, trying to pick the race winner. Um, I like Joey Logano. He's had two victories here um, in the 2020 season. And if you go back to Darlington two years ago, he finished second. He always runs well, but it's going to be a little bit different week with having no practice, no qualifying, not getting to touch the cars at all before, before they get onto the track. But So Joey Logano definitely comes in as my favorite for winning the race. Um, the second, Denny Hamlin, he also has a victory this year and has just been doing great. And Joe Gibbs cars have been running well. Joe Gibbs, yeah, you hear that? <laughs> I'm I'm going Denny Hamlin way over Joey Logano just because of the Joe Gibbs bump. So <laughs> love it. Yeah, I think clearly the uh, the favorite is Kyle Busch. Um, he's the most expensive on DraftKings, and he's the second most expensive on FanDuel. So. I'll probably end up staying away from Kyle Busch this week. Um, you need a lot from him. And so there's a good chance that um, you can definitely save some salary by looking at some of these other guys. That makes sense. And so one question for you with, with the opportunity, with the fact that these drivers, as you said, there's not going to be any practice. They're really not going to be able to touch the cars. Just the way they picked the, the starting order was kind of confusing to me. I think it was like partially a random draw from like one to 12. And then it, like, I don't, I don't understand how it works. How, how do you think that's going to affect certain drivers over others? Like, which ones do you think this is going to affect the most? Uh, everybody's going to be in the same boat. Um, it definitely hurts more for the independent teams that, you know, don't have 400 employees behind them, like Kendrick Motorsports or Joe Gibbs Racing, um, so that can do all this stuff back home. A lot of the guys haven't been to the garages. Chad Knauss. Um, tweeted out today that he hadn't been to the touch the car that's going to be racing on Sunday. So um, again, yeah, definitely the independent teams, the smaller guys that uh, you know just don't necessarily have the same amount of resources that the bigger teams have. Yeah, that 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 absolutely makes sense. And then one 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 thing you brought up, so positive place movement. You know, obviously wanting to move up in the pack. How? Is there, a, is there a world where the strategy of picking a guy, a bunch of guys that are really far back in the pack that you feel are comfortable going to move up? Like how, how does that work when really distributing your, your DraftKings bakerol and making sure you're kind of picking some of those, like where the tiers, I guess, if that makes sense, how do you kind of go about that aspect of it? Uh, so actually coming in the second part, as far as finishing on the lead lap, um, that's kind of where we want to limit our player pool. So we're not reaching too far down on some of those really low price guys that, um, yeah, they're going to be starting in the back and then they're also going to be finishing in the back. So mm -hmm. 
we don't need to roster any of those drivers. I get that. I get that. Sia, do you have anything for JMO? Well, well, first of all, so JMO, are you going to be on? So, okay, the, the first of these races, correct me if I'm wrong, is it Saturday? It is Sunday. It is Sunday. Okay. So, are you going to be, you, you, have you already published an article on, on windailysports.com? No, the starting grid was just selected about two hours ago um, on FS1. So, after the show, probably get on there and really start digging into. Um, some of the middle of the pack guys and see who has, you know, where we're projecting them to finish. And then, um, you know, basically just seeing how the numbers work out as far as uh, who's going to be the most optimal. Awesome. Because I mean, frankly, you know, in case I forget the, the, the top calls with, with Denny Hamlin and Logano, like, obviously like I, I would think for like the casual observer, like myself, you know, there's there's literally no way. Other, you know, I'm familiar with Jenny Hamlin, Joey Logano from a. I understand like that they're NASCAR drivers, but those middle of the pack guys. I'm, I'm like as a layperson who's you know just randomly DFSing NASCAR. You know, like your insight, whether it's on the Discord channel or an article, I don't even know what you had planned uh, necessarily. But like that stuff is going to be so valuable, like going into like Sunday morning or Saturday night or whenever things are sort of somewhat finalized. So. Yeah, just trying to get that appropriate lineup construction. Um, like I said, you know, race winner, guys that finish on the lead lap, um, guys that have positive place differential. And then you hope that you're capturing the majority of the uh, laps led and then fastest laps within that. Um, there's also so three more guys. Um, they're starting 20th, 21st, and 22nd would be Eric Jones, Ryan Newman, and Kurt Busch. Um, Ryan Newman's super cheap. So all three of those guys have a lot of upside this week and uh, are going to be good options. And, and shout out to Ryan Newman, that crash. I think it was Daytona. That was horrifying. Um, I wasn't watching it live, but then I obviously got to see it through Twitter and it was terrifying. But if he's he's back in the saddle, power to him. That's that's a man right there. I respect the hell out of that. And Josh, when you're when you're looking at these uh, constructing the DFS lineups, obviously starting position makes sense. And that has to take into account how how often do you pay attention to the Vegas lines? And the, and the odds on who's going to come out on top of the race when you're kind of constructing one of these lineups to see, you know, how many long shots you have versus how many of the favorites. Um, it's definitely where I start as far as um, just establishing an expected finish order. Um, Vegas puts in all the work, so there's no necessarily the um, need to recreate the wheel or um, do anything different. And then kind of go from there as far as tweaking, you know, where, how far somebody else might move up, how far they might move down. Um, the guys that have the the real long shots, guys, those are the ones you need to be concerned about as far as that might be cheaper and then could end up finishing high. Uh, we need to break those two out as far as the guys that are in the back um, and are going to finish in the back versus the guys that might be able to make it up to the front. Um, but yeah, using the Vegas odds, I mean, there's no need to reinvent the wheel there. So stick pretty close to that as far as um, expected finishing order. So I, I have a question about that um, in terms of Vegas odds. Do you just do DFS or do you sometimes bet outrights as well or or head-to-head, -head, that kind of thing like golf might have? I just do the DFS. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Love it, man. Awesome, Josh. Well, this was great. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate your time tonight. Hopefully everyone out there takes some advice from Josh. Hopefully they go over to Wind Daily Sports because the Discord's free. Uh, and I... I'm not going to lie. That last question I asked was kind of leading. I saw you already post the uh, the Vegas odds in there, so I kind of knew where you were going with that one. But yeah, man, really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Josh. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Josh. Killer. So yeah, thank you for having Josh on. Really do appreciate him. See ya. So um, how excited are you for NASCAR DFS this weekend? You're going to play it, I assume, so, right? Oh, I'm 100% going to play it. So, so the problem with NASCAR is, and even from a DFS standpoint, is I'm still going to have a hard time watching it. I'm just being honest. Like I, I, I know that might not be like the corporate, you know, answer here, but like it, it is, I, I don't know how DFS is going to make me more excited to watch that race. Whereas I know that DFS is going to make me more excited to watch golf or any other sport that I find to be like a fringe sport, mm -hmm. uh, at least in terms of my liking. Yeah. So um, even, you know, even soccer DFS, I, I think I would find a little bit more compelling. So to answer your question, I'm excited about NASCAR DFS. If you're going to ask me if I'm going to watch it, the odds are somewhere in that 20 to 22% range. And I'm going right. to cap it there. 
it is it is going to be Sunday and there should be, you know, really beautiful baseball games on at that point. But it's not. I'm absolutely going to turn it on. I don't know how much I'll watch. I always let's be honest. The last few minutes of any sporting event is fun, no matter what, in my opinion, as long as it's close in NASCAR, it's very difficult to build that much of a lead. I mean, it's happened before, obviously, but there's very good chance that it's going to be close late. I'll probably be paying attention on Twitter and then. Now tune in for the last 15, 20 minutes. And, and also let me just say, man, we are getting really good bringing up soccer DFS while we have our soccer DFS guy on the line. Let's bring him in now. Rich, how you doing tonight, man? Pretty good. Um, I'm excited, obviously. Yeah. Expect, uh, all these contests to drop me day. So look at that, man. Rich has been, uh, Rich has been sending me discord messages all day. Just, hey, this is updated. Hey, I put this in the article. Hey, look, I got this DraftKings now has it. It's been fantastic kind of getting to follow along with Rich, uh, along with this, with this ride. So it's been great, but Rich is, uh, you do NHL, MLB and soccer. We have Bundesliga, which is the German soccer league is coming back this week. So we're very, very excited. Rich dropped an article. I think it was Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, on some really great bets that you wanted to place. And as uh, you told me already, probably should have taken them Monday, maybe even uh, last Saturday or Sunday if the lines were up then because those lines have moved a little bit. So let's start off there, Rich. Who are who are some of your favorite plays in terms of uh, betting picks this weekend? Uh, in terms of just raw betting picks, uh, you have three huge favorites. Um, one is Bayern Munich. Um, they absolutely dominate the Bundesliga. Um, they've basically won since 2013, every single season. Um, they're a favorite in the Champions League. Um, they're, they're one of the two teams in the Bundesliga that qualified for the round of eight in August. Um, they haven't won that in a while, but you know um, they have a terrific team, a lot of experience. Um, so they're a huge favorite pretty much every week. Um, and I would also roll with them for the futures bet in terms of who's to win. Um, I think last I saw it, it was around four minus 450, something like that. And I think that's still pretty good. Um, you know, I know 538 has them about 90%. So that's something that's wow. huge though. You're not really winning too much money on that bet, huh? Yeah, but it's a fairly safe bet. Uh, you know, as you can imagine you win, you know, nine straight titles, uh, you know, they have a four point lead right now and uh, their schedule a little bit easier uh, than Dortmund and Leipzig. Um, and those would be the other two teams I'd focus on this weekend. Dortmund, um, you know, the best analogy I have for them, um, sort of like, you know, the young Orlando Magic back when they had Shaq and Penny or maybe the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, with uh, Harden and uh, Durant, all that. You know, basically you have Erlen Holland and Jane Sancho. Um, they're 19 years old. They're absolute superstars. Um, and, you know, as far as Dortmund goes, you know, I don't know if they're going to stay there. Um, you know, a lot of teams, you know, with bigger pockets are interested. So we'll see what happens this summer. Um, you know, after season ends, but, you know, for now, um, they were the most exciting teams in the world, you know, all offense, no defense. Um, and lastly, we have Leipzig. Uh, you know, you could, the article is there on the site, it sort of breaks down um, the history of all these teams. Um, there's full rankings for, um, you know, both FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, but nonetheless, Leipzig is it's sort of like a newcomer to the bunch. Um, they used to be in the fourth division and, you know, Red Bull basically bought them out in talent and you know every year they're able to move a, a different level up um and now they're they're doing their best work ever they're five points uh beneath Bayern munich um you know for top of the table and they've qualified to the round of eight in the champions league as well um so when we watch champions league in august you know by watching the bundesliga and then epl to follow uh, come june 1st you have a good idea of some of the teams you know you could develop some rooting interests on. love it so yeah you were about to ask a question before i cut you off i'm sorry no, I, to be honest with you, I wasn't, I was just like, that's so much information. I'm like, so I'm, I'm to be honest, I, I haven't talked to Rich yet. I'm so impressed. And, and it sounds like you've already put something out on, on wind daily or no. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the article is right there on the main page and there's full rankings. I think we beat pretty much every site to it. You know, I've been looking around, uh, you know, I think rotor wires, they're slowly but surely putting something up. They have some lineups, uh, but I think we're the first half full rankings, everything. So Look that's at, amazing, uh, man. That is Not really amazing. So, so I'm sorry. So this kicks off Sunday, you said, or Saturday? No, Saturday. Um, so 9:30 okay. Eastern time. I know uh, the Dortmund game, which is a big rivalry game. That's Fox Sport One. So, um, yeah. And then there should be an afternoon game after that. And then, and then there's a Sunday slate as well. I'm sure there'll be new, you know, DFS up for that. Um, and that's when Bayern Munich will be playing. So, I can't amazing. wait, man. I yeah, don't watch I soccer. Wait. I don't um, even watch soccer, but I am 100% 9.30 in the morning. I cannot wait. I mean, I've been watching Korean baseball, if you guys have been paying attention to this for the last I've, couple of weeks. I've done it a couple of times, unfortunately. So. Unfortunately? Stop it, man. It's fantastic. I, yeah, I, I came out ahead, you know, so it was actually successful and, you know, reflect on it, but. I love it, man. I love it. So Rich, obviously, you know, you gave us some betting picks, and if I'm not mistaken, in that article, you kind of dive into maybe 
they're all relatively safe picks. So let's parlay them and get ourselves yeah. get those odds yeah. to be a little bit nicer. You even said at one point to parlay all three of the favorites. Um, pretty heady bet, but I mean, is it that safe to parlay all three of these teams together? I think, um, you know, Bayern Munich is very safe. Uh, Leipzig is relatively safe. Um, Dortmund would be the one I'd be a little bit more cautious uh, about. And one thing to watch is Jaden, the status of Jaden Sancho. He'll be a game-time decision. Um, you know, he really, he's part of that one-two combo. He plays off the wing, um, really feeds the ball into Erlen Holland. Um, he's been having a monster season. He's the highest-priced player on, on DraftKings. Um, so if he were to be out, that would probably take him down a notch. Um, combined with that, this is a rivalry game. So as we know, you know, any sport, you know, you have a, um, you know, hotly contested game like that, you know, old rivals, you know, you sort of throw things out the windows. I have some double where I'll have, you know, Bayern and Leipzig or Dortmund and Leipzig and it mixed them. And I, anywhere I could, I added future weeks for Bayern Munich as well. So, you know, sort of four, four or five piece parlays with, you know, two or three Bayern Munich games. So. My goodness. Yeah, <laughs> Massive mastermind over here how long have you been waiting for soccer geez rich i love this so let's um let's talk about i know we have some some more i guess well-known soccer as you already kind of said epl is gonna be coming back champions league is gonna be coming back a little bit but let's talk about the dfs aspect so as we were talking about before with josh we really appreciate him coming on and kind of explaining a little bit about nascar dfs again another sport that i mean today DraftKings and fanduel got the rights to bundesliga so that we can play it. So that kind of tells you how much people out there are playing DFS soccer. It's obviously a real thing. I think EPL is going to make it a little bit more um, common. Let's go with. So again, I've never played DFS soccer. I've played again, all the, the four major sports here in the United States. Can you give us a little understanding of what goes into the point system when it comes to DFS soccer? Yeah, the two sites are fairly different. Um, you know, just to sort of go back one second, it was sort of funny today. Um, as you mentioned, you know, they just acquired the rights today. And previously, um, you know, DraftKings offers interleague, um, but they would only have Spain, Italy, France, and then England's second division. Um, they never had the rights to the Bundesliga. So, you know, I, I know we were going back and forth with this all week, you know, whether they would, you know, acquire them, um, you know, but ultimately people who like soccer don't want to play Korean soccer, you know, um, at least in Korean baseball, you have some players who used to be in the major leagues, et cetera. You have Korean soccer. I mean, it's just bottom barrel, um, you know, late at night. Um, so they did acquire the rights today, um, which was pretty interesting because I, th I think initially we thought we they would just hold off the EPL and not pay all that money. Uh, but nonetheless, they realized, you know, having games on the weekends, I mean, you know, on TV, everything, you just have to do it and bite the bullet there. Um, but it's fine. There's some getting to your point specifically, there were some scoring changes throughout the day. Uh, FanDuel originally, when they released everything, they had introduced for the first time um, three points per cross. And then uh, they had to pull all the contests afterwards, and they reduced that to 0 0.5. Um, that's a new addition from what um, it was previously had. That's very important because anyone who takes set pieces, who takes corner kicks, um, would get three points for every single corner kick. And then every time they would, um, you know, have a chance created, someone would shoot on goal or shoot near the goal, you know, after that corner kick, um, they would get an additional three points. So I mean, it would have been insane and changed everything. Um, but they decided to pull those contests and then reintroduce them. Um, so the two sites are very different. Here's what I focus on on DraftKings. Um, crosses are very important. You know, I want anyone who takes set pieces, corner kicks, you know, because they're just going to rack up 0 0.75 every single corner kick. Um, you know, if they get an assist, someone puts it in. Um, that's an assist right there. So, I mean, they have a floor that's not goal dependent. Um, you know, everyone else, a lot of the forwards, the strikers, you know, it's a goal or nothing. Um, and I see them as more tournament players because they could, you know, if they score two goals, they could win you a tournament, um, but not ideal in cash if they end with two points because they do nothing. Um, so I want to focus on players with high floors in DraftKings. Um, and as far as um, defenders go, I focus on wing defenders. So when the lineups come out, you know, you could go on Google, ESPN, anything and look at the formation. You know, I want guys on the outside um, because they, the wing defenders, they're more, um, you know, offensive oriented. They send in crosses, um, all that. So it plays more in DraftKings format. In FanDuel, it's pretty much the opposite. Um, I'm looking for goals. Um, you win FanDuel with the goals. So the strikers, you can see the most expensive guys. Um, they get five points for every shot on goal as opposed to two on DraftKings. Um, that makes a, a huge difference right there. Um, and the defense is totally different where I'm looking for central defenders you get 0 0.7 points for clearance, and then you get another point and a half every block shot. 
So, I mean, if, if these guys are just sitting, I want heavy underdogs, central defenders, you know, who just under fire all game, you know, when that game is played, you know, and they're basically up against their goal, you know, every single thing that comes in there that they have to knock away, they're just point, 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 point. And it's going to offset, you know, um, the lack of a clean sheet in that instance. So, um, and usually if Andrew, I spend down on defense, um, there's no point to spending up. You know, the guys are not any, really not any better, but the guys, you know, you spend more on offense are, you know, the guys you need. So my goodness i hope everyone was taking notes <laughs> see were you taking notes so so can i just tell you what i kind of learned in the last 10 15 sure. minutes from rich i learned that if you're not consulting with rich on some level whether it's reading his article on wind daily or or the discord channel or listening to him right now and you're playing soccer dfs you basically are lighting your money on fire mm -hmm. like that is that is so intricate like the, in terms of the crosses just as a lay person you know, I would have never even thought that like a, like just a, the mere virtue of a set piece or a cross would get a player like 0.75 or whatever, or even that the FanDuel and DraftKings um, setups would be so vastly different that you would actually choose different players. You know, normally FanDuel and DK, you're choosing different players based on pricing is different, but not because, you know, they actually are scoring things differently. So that uh, my mind is blown. It, it's rich. It's so fascinating to me because, you know, me and Michael and, you know, People, certain people at Wind Daily, we know so much about NFL or, or Major League Baseball or NBA. And so we sort of think we know it all. And then somebody like you comes along and you tell us everything about soccer. And we're like, holy shit, man, I this is next level stuff. It's a totally new ball game. It's it's real, we're really lucky to have you, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, there's a lot of edge, too. I mean, you know, you look at NFL or something and you got hundreds, thousands of articles and, you know, everyone knows who the chalk is and everything else. Um, soccer, another angle to it, um, you know, those lineups come out an hour before lock and you might think, you know, everything. And, you know, Jay, let's say I'm counting on Jaden Sancho being in a hundred percent and, you know, I have him all my lines and 50, all of a sudden, guess what? He's not in. And some other guy who costs less is filling in for him or something. I got to make 25 swaps and, you know, figure out how I'm going to redo everything. Um, so there, you know, the, the lineups usually come out about an hour before lock. Now we had a little bit less time with Mexico, you know, as you, as you can imagine, I think we usually got about 25 minutes on average there. Um, but I would being back to the Bundesliga, I would expect, you know, an hour or so, um, you know, and so, so that's sort of like NBA in respect that, you know, so-and-so all of a sudden it ruled out, you know, 30 minutes before lock or something, you know, how do I adjust everything? Um, you know, you could definitely um, get an edge by trying to predict the lineups a little bit, you know, doing some due diligence. Is anyone injured? You know, is there anything any coaches are looking to do? You know, I like to go on some of the European sites and, and see their articles and just see what they're saying in general. Um, you know, but yeah, I think you could develop, you know, a, a certain edge that you don't get elsewhere. Uh, of course, you have so much information and projections and everything and soccer sort of, you know, scratch. So. And we have Rich. And, and Sia, I don't know if you know this, but Rich is in the top 4% of all DFS players in the world, according to Roto Grinders. So uh, I think we I can didn't know it, but I would have guessed it. Based exactly. On I was going to say, but you could probably guess that after the uh, all the information. So, Rich, let's talk about. So, you, thank you for the explanation on how DFS soccer works. Just knowing that now, I feel a lot more comfortable. I also feel more comfortable that I have you directly in my phone and can say, how do you feel about this lineup? But <laughs> let's talk about lineups a little bit. So I guess, you know, as you said, and I, I'm, you, you threw a lot at me, I'm not going to lie. So I don't remember which one was which, but one we're we're not caring about goals at all, or not nearly as much in the other. That's all we want are goals. And one, we want the wing defenders and the other, we want underdogs um, on uh, central defenders on underdogs who are getting hammered the whole time. So I guess let's start, you know, your dealer's choice. How are you constructing some of your lineups in DraftKings and in FanDuel? And who are some of the players that you're you're picking out that might be able to cross over between the two? I'm going to do a lot of building tonight. I dabbled a little bit. Um, in FanDuel, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of stars and scrubs. I'm going to be paying down at defense. Um, Salah Sané, I think he's 12 bucks. It's a good punt there. You know, defender-wise, he's a central defender. He does a lot, you know, and he's facing Dortmund, which is, you know, I think I, I put in an article, a Mike D'Antoni, you know, coach <laughs> soccer team, basically. So, I mean, they're just going to be attacking, you know, nonstop. Um, you know, so I Sané definitely uh, core there on FanDuel at 12 bucks. Um, and then I'm going to diversify some of the high-end spends. Um, the three I would focus on the most would be Timo Werner, who I think is the biggest – he has the highest goal scoring odds. He's the biggest clock to score on um, the striker for Leipzig. 
Um, and then Erwin Holland and Jaden Sancho and article sort of dips into them. Um, you know, I spoke about Sancho, the 19 year old English winger, um, a little bit ago, Erwin Holland's another, um, you know, crazy story. This guy's 19 years old. Um, he was originally playing for Red Bull Salzburg in Austria. Um, they had qualified for the champions league. Um, I didn't know anything about him, you know, in September. Um, and then everyone playing champions league, we learned about him, um, really quickly. Uh, his debut was a hat trick. So, and I think he had that in the first half. So, oh. uh, you know, he was, um, a prodigy, um, you know, they got him for a super cheap price. It was an absolute steal. And, you know, I think his, his first um, two games, he scored six goals or something. Um, he sort of slowed his role since, um, but on Fandle, you know, I would definitely want some Warner, some Holland, some Jaden Sancho, um, you know, and there's a little bit of a drop off from there on Fandle. Um, you know, I think, again, going to live in the middle elsewhere. DraftKings, um, a little bit different. You know, I think you, you get a, a – maybe one or two high-end spends, you know, so a lot of the same guys in consideration, um, you know, I have them all ranked out, but I think there's more emphasis on the middle, um, you know, price. So the guys I think are going to be super popular. So a little list here, um, Angelino 6,200 from Red Bull Leipzig. Um, he used to play for Manchester city in the EPL earlier this season. He transferred over there. He's a wing defender. Um, he, I think his floor is something like 15 points per game on DraftKings. Uh, so for 6,200, lock that in. Um, Two more, Ashcraft Fahimi. He's a, a wing defender for Dortmund. Again, another one of the big favorites. Um, he's 6,400, uh, a very good four there. Rafael Guerrero is the other wing defender for Dortmund on the other side. So he's 6,100. I think those guys will be popular. And I find a lot of my builds going down and, and grabbing two or three $4,000 guys, um, you know, either uh, midfielders or defenders, you know, and just trying to fill it out with guys who could get me yeah, six, seven points, you know, not totally, you know, do nothing, but you know, um, give me a decent point per dollar. And then it's really going to be decided by the guys at the top. You know, your guy could bust or he could get, you know, two goals and assist or something. So my goodness, uh, we're going to have to run that back. I'm going to have to run that back personally when I go back and create my lineups. But, um, Rich, it seems like C is, he can't talk anymore. He is so impressed with just how much uh, knowledge was just dropped on everybody here. So we really do appreciate you, man. And yeah, I'm I'm so excited. Knowing that you know this much makes me so excited to just take other people's money now because usually they're taking my money. <laughs> so I'm excited that I get to take other people's money right now. You learn, man. I mean, I think I've been really, you know, I used to watch a lot as a kid, everything. I've really been following close to me for two years, something like that, you know, just sort of, you, you go from EPL is like the starting point. You know, I think people start with EPL, get a feel for things. And, and then you watch Champions League and, you know, you might see PSG or, you know, Bayern Munich is there, or, you know, get introduced to some of the bigger teams in Europe. And then it just goes from there. So I love it, man. Rich, where can everyone find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter, JFan303. Twitter at jfan303 rich this was incredible and i'm so excited for everyone to be to get to watch this right now and get to listen to it a little bit later tonight really appreciate your time today rich awesome thank you thanks rich right i'm, I'm not gonna stop smiling like, i don't even know I'm how it works so blown away and that guy you just wind him up and he gives you all the information everything it's just, it's just unbelievable like that's amazing that was so on point. I'm I'm so Ooh, impressed, and I'm, I'm like excited, legitimately man. excited for soccer this weekend. See, yeah, I'm legitimately. See? So, so oh. here's the thing, Michael. So, you know, every prognosticator, you know, they have their ups and downs, they have their wins and losses. But when you have somebody like Rich, and, and really everybody at Win Daily is like this, when you have people that give you their thoughts behind their pick instead of just kind of throwing a pick at the, you know, it's not that they're throwing it at a dartboard, but they're just kind of like telling you the pick, but they're really not giving you any thought behind it, you know. When I can lean on the logic, if the logic doesn't come to fruition, that's okay because I understood where he was coming from. I understood why he did that. And I just love that he just sort of explained every guy, every bet. I mean, it, it just makes me kind of um, confident in, in leaning on somebody like that. Exactly. And when you're building your lineup, make sure to hit up Rich in Discord. Make sure to hit him up on Twitter at JFan303, as we said before, and, and let him answer the questions for you. He's more than willing. As I said, him and I were chatting all day about what's going on and how it's going on, how it's happening. So it's been an absolute blast. So we really do appreciate Rich. Obviously, we appreciate Josh coming on, JMO as well. Excited to get um, you know more NASCAR ideas out of him, and we'll see what happens, especially with so many races coming up. I'm excited to have him on. What's up? So 
here's the thing. So l- let me ask you, because I'm not 100% sure about this, but I am 100% sure that everybody that I know that that is is a NASCAR or soccer fan, I'm going to be sending this podcast to you tomorrow if they're not watching live right now. So everything on Win Daily right now is free, right? All the content. Free. Everything is so, free, except esports. Fair enough. Everything else is free. Which which we're also dominating, like as everybody knows. Naturally. But, but like everything but esports right now on windailysports.com is free. So for those people who are listening right now, and I don't even really mean right now in this moment, I mean listening to the podcast that's going to be um, available, you know, very, very soon, certainly tomorrow morning. Listen, just go to windailysports.com and everything like you just heard from Rich that you obviously didn't have a pen and a notepad to write down, like he has in an article. All you have to do is sign up for free. Like literally, there's no, there's like no catch. Just lean on this guy and lean on the NASCAR guy and lean on us for golf. Like it's just such a no brainer. So if you're listening, hop on the computer, join. It literally takes one minute. I'll do one better. I'll put Rich's article in the show notes. Anyone listening to the podcast, it's going to be in the show notes. So just go and click on it and just, just read it, man. Cause I've, I read it multiple times today cause he sent it to me earlier, obviously. And I went through it and noticed everything. I said, my goodness, this is awesome. And then we posted it. I think this was actually a couple days ago. And then he came back to me today. He's like, Hey, DraftKings and FanDuel came out with their, their slates, their lineup. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and do all the projections and all the research and put all the information in that, that anyone could ever want. And uh, it is there right now. So again, Everything's in the show notes. Make sure to go check out that. And yeah, with Josh as well, we're going to be having he, his article will be coming out in a couple of days. So I'll make sure to get that out. We'll be pushing that on one daily, but I'm just excited, man. It's, it's crazy. We're doing a lot of stuff. We're, we're getting excited, but, um, and that, I don't, I know nothing about NASCAR. I know nothing about soccer. And that's why we have people like Rich and Josh because they could do it for us. And we could just talk to them. We'll just send them messages. How do you like this lineup? Yes. No. How's yeah, he's he, yeah. Th- these guys are gonna hate us in like four days. Yeah, right. Like, like, do not disturb. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm right. Please, please stop asking me questions. But one thing I know we can talk about a little bit is football. Football, NFL. It's coming back. Um, I don't know if you saw the news. We already talked a little bit about some NFL today, and that was more kind of not quite tongue in cheek because it was very uh, disturbing. I guess is a word we can use. It was about ten minutes from where Sia lives, which is even crazier. So stuff going on there. But let's talk about more betting and what it means to football. So I don't know if you read the article, see, I'm assuming you did because that's why we do the show notes, right? But uh, Joe Buck came out yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, and said the NFL, it's pretty much a done deal. They're already set. They're going to be pumping in crowd noise. So the Seahawks and the Falcons, if you're out there listening, David Jones, you got nothing to worry about. No one's going <laughs> to accuse you this time. Uh, Seahawks and Falcons, they are allowed. Everybody actually is allowed to pump in crowd noise. They're going to be having virtual fans in the stands. I guess that's for the TV audience. We'll see how that happens. And one thing you spoke about this, not last week, but if I'm not mistaken, the week before we had the discussion about what happens if there are no fans in the stands, especially for the first few weeks. I mean, California, it seems like for the next eight years, nobody's allowed to be out of their house, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> we already spoke a little bit about Arizona and Florida, how they're coming back to life, and we'll see what happens there. But in terms of betting, a couple things have come to mind, and we're obviously going to dive a lot deeper into this uh, over the weekend on SiriusXM, but in terms of betting, the two teams I feel are going to be hit the hardest are the Seahawks and the Kansas City Chiefs two of the most notable teams with crowd noise. Now, hey, maybe they pump it in, whatever. But that is where you can feel it on TV, the energy and everything going, especially with these two teams being relatively good the last few years. How do you feel this is going to affect specifically their lines and maybe any other teams that I may have forgotten when it comes to season win totals? Yeah, it's it's definitely going to affect them. So on Sirius last weekend, I, I sort of highlighted some teams that in Denver is included in, in there that – have a lot of away games on the front side of their season. Denver, I believe three out of their first five games are away games. Typically, you'd hate that in your schedule. But right now, especially if you're a young quarterback like Drew Locke, and you're going to be able to hear, and your receiver is going to be able to hear your calls or your audibles, like you got nothing to worry about. And frankly, a home – here's what I think. I think a home game without fans – is going to feel like an away game for the home team because Mm -hmm. it's going to be so eerie. And I think the away team is just going to be super comfortable because they're like, man, this is cool. Like we have basically no built-in distraction like we always do or no built-in interference. So no, I, I I think Seattle is going to be definitely, of course they're going to be affected. The chiefs, there are other home field advantages. It's interesting about Denver though. I mentioned three out of the five games are away. Now there are two home games in the first five weeks 
they still have a home field advantage just because it is mile high stadium. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, people, and you can talk to former NFL players, you can talk to current ones or, or ones that were, you know, formerly on another team, but are now on Denver and are now sort of used to the altitude. It is a big factor. Um, it wasn't a big factor last year in terms of how Denver closed games. They actually lost a lot of close games, but no, that's a big factor. So Denver is the only team right now that probably has like a legitimate home field advantage. Everybody else, not really, not not at least for I would say the first half of the season, and, and frankly, maybe the entire the entire year. It's going to be weird. The, the one thing I'm really curious about is to see if certain states do open up and certain states do allow large gatherings. You know, again, California is probably not going to, but what if the Cardinals? Everyone comes out and they're just like, yeah, whatever. Let's go. We've been playing mm -hmm. golf this whole time. Why can't we go to a football game? So that's when I'm kind of curious. What's going to happen is to see how that then is going to start affecting things. And as we, the common, um, I guess common knowledge, we'll call it whatever the, the, the common number that people point to is that a home game is worth about three points, right? So with looking at those uh, first few lines that came out, especially for week one, one of them that caught our eye and we spoke about it last week was the Kansas City Chiefs, 11 and a half. They're at home against the Houston Texans, which is a team that you said you'd throw some money on to potentially go to the Super Bowl and see what happens. How do you think the NFL starts to, or Vegas or whoever, whoever's making these lines, do you think they start wising up to the fact that, hey, especially for this week one, maybe we should start peeling back some of these points a little bit because the advantage isn't, is clearly not going to be there as much? Yeah, it's already happened to a very small extent. I, I think when we did, because another home field advantage team, of course, is the Saints. Okay. So I think when we did the NFL schedule show, if you, if, if everybody recalls, we actually got on while the, the schedule was being released and we just went over it in real time. And if you recall the line that came out, I think you were looking at lines on Bleacher Report or some, mm -hmm. something like that. The line was uh, the Saints by six and a half. By that weekend, in other words, by Saturday or Sunday, whenever I was on Sirius that weekend, the line was already to four. So clearly there was a major correction because I don't know if you recall, I was like six and a half. Give me a break. Like I'm taking the bucks all day there. That That's like that's an, like almost insulting to like not not just to the bucks. It's just that's too big of a number. Give me a break. So, yeah, they adjusted to four. So I, I think they're slowly trying to fig, you know figure out how to. And that's why. But the reality is they haven't done that across the board, at least mm -hmm. not as far as I can tell. So that's why week one is such an advantageous time to like place your bets, because believe it or not, sometimes the handicappers, sometimes Vegas, sometimes the markets don't, you know, they just don't have the correct number out there. And it's week one is the best time to take advantage of that because they're sort of in the dark, just like we're sort of in the dark. Absolutely. If there's any road teams out there that you think that line's just a little too big right now, make sure to go grab it before it uh, it starts to come back to earth a little bit. I think that's pretty important. So that's definitely something, I mean, as you said, you spoke a little bit about it last week, probably going to speak a little bit more about it this week because I think it's more, I mean, when the one of the, what, top three announcers in all of the NFL comes out and starts talking about crowd noise and virtual fans and the opportunity, very small chance that there will be fans in the stands for uh, the foreseeable future, That's I think it's a little bit more real. There's really... Not much speculation there at all too much anymore. And then a couple things, uh, another few teams that I wanted to touch upon. So we spoke about the Giants a little bit, your Redskins, obviously. Um, and you talked about uh, the Broncos, which we'll get to in a second when it comes to fantasy impact. But one, one thing that I think this is really going to affect is first time and first year head coaches. I think this is going to be brutal for them. Um, the playbooks need to be installed and I'm sure there's a couple offensive coordinators as well. So I, I could do a little better research next time, but just the opportunity. I mean, we have five teams that have new head coaches this year. We have the Panthers with Matt rule, the Browns with Kevin Stefanski, the Cowboys with Mike McCarthy, the Giants with Joe judge, the Redskins with Ron Rivera. I think this is going to be terrible for first time and first year head coaches. This is not going to be great. Only two of them are first, uh, or they're, team their new teams they've been head coaches before three of them are coming into their their own this this year how these five teams specifically how much do you think this i mean we already talked about the giants just hammer the six and a half under it's not even a question so essentially the other four teams how how are you looking at it when potentially placing some of these bets and are you trying to grab that line sooner rather than later and even do you think there might be an overcorrection where you could possibly hop onto the other side of that bet 
Yeah, so we won't know until we know the extent to which training camps open and the extent to which there is a preseason. But to answer your question, if if you're wanting to grab like a week one line or a win total right now before there's an adjustment, because, you know, sometimes you want to just make the bet early because you anticipate, mm-hmm. for example, no training camp or no preseason or something like that. You know, I, I've looked at the win totals for all these teams. I actually like what the, the Panthers and the Browns are doing. I don't really love their win totals. Um, I'm looking at the Cowboys and the Giants. We know what, what I think about the Giants. I, I don't think the Redskins are going to have much luck. But to answer the whole like coach thing, the new coach with the new team, I, I kind of like what Matt Rule is doing. He loaded up on defense in the draft. He has a veteran, and I mean a pretty good veteran in Teddy Bridgewater. He's got veteran receivers, and he's got Christian McCaffrey, which is like you know the human joystick. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the learning curve with that type of offense and and and, a, and an upgraded defense is going to be a huge deal for the Panthers. I don't really think it's going to be a huge deal for Ron Rivera and the Redskins who are going to lean on that defensive line and probably their running game. I do think it's going to be a big problem for Kevin Stefanski. I think he's a great coach. I think he's going to have Cleveland on the rise going into not this year, but next year. I think Cleveland's going to be a force in a couple of years. Unfortunately, they're in a division with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I really like. I like their uh, over of eight and a half, and I really like the Ravens over of 11. So Cleveland's sort of stuck between you know a rock and a hard place right now. But I think the learning curve for Stefanski and for Joe Judge are going to be bigger than the other than the other uh, three: Mike McCarthy, Matt Rule, and Ron Ron Rivera. It's it's something I'm not super excited about. One thing we do know: Jason Garrett, his clapping is going to be on point. I can guarantee you. Oh, fans yeah. in the stands, no fans, whatever. He's going to be the best clapper, and the camera's going to probably be on him more than it is Joe Judge. If we're going to be totally honest, so I'm curious to see how that works. But yeah, it is it is something you know outside of my Giants fandom that I'm definitely paying attention to, especially to see kind of how those blinds move a little bit, see where some of the sharp money's going, see where the public's putting their putting their money and just seeing how Vegas adjusts, as you already said, I think one thing with that saints bucks game too, I think that's a little bit of Tom Brady effect as well at six and a half. A lot of people don't think he's going to allow a game to get out of his hands because we've never seen it before, but it's a little bit different situation. Now, again, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting too. He does not, he's not going to have time. It's, it's going to be a very weird year in all sports and I'm for it. I'm interested. Maybe this time I can start to win some money. We'll see what happens. And then the fantasy implications. I think one thing that will come of this as well, just again, with the no, it's positive going on the road. Isn't going to be as bad for these rookies negative. Again, some of these first time head coaches and these teams and these rookies just getting acclimated. I don't think it's going to look very great in the beginning. And just a couple that I picked out one, I think CD lamb, I think you have the biggest ding. He's a rookie. So he doesn't really know the offense. He doesn't know what's going on. And now it's a new offense for Dallas as well. So I don't, if to me, that's a double whammy. So not that I'm staying away from him in season long drafts. I'm definitely not targeting him. If he falls to me in certain rounds, really haven't been able to check that out yet. I'm okay with it. And I know we know Nick loves him and and a lot of people love him. I think as a receiver, he's incredible. How do you feel CD lamb might turn out with again, just this weird, weird season we have ahead of us? Yeah, I totally agree with you. So so the value is a little bit lost on the receiver position in particular. I mean, yeah, you might be able to like practice before the season and throw some balls to your receiver, but it's, you know, playing receiver versus running back, it's just a lot more complicated than that. Um, especially if you consider CeeDee Lamb, at least to start the season, he's not going to be a wide receiver one or two for them. I mean, is he, I mean, granted, he's going to start out in the slot most likely, but he's not, he's he's probably going to be the third option because of the experience of, of Gallup and Amari Cooper. So just on a receiver level, the only receiver that's a rookie that I would probably feel a little bit more comfortable with is Jefferson with the Vikings, because we know he, from a talent standpoint, he's the number two receiver there behind Adam Thielen. And frankly, at this point, maybe even, well, listen, Thielen's going to be the guy. I just, I'm just speaking strictly talent, not fantasy, but I think Jefferson is going to be quickly ingrained in that offense. So if I was going to take a gamble on a receiver, I'm not saying I would draft Jefferson ahead of CeeDee Lamb. What I'm saying is there's going to be more value in selecting Jefferson wherever you take him versus CeeDee Lamb. So then then the conversation kind of goes to running backs in terms of, you know, who might be good and, and who might not from an impact standpoint. It's going to be it's going to be a season and just a couple more that I wrote down. Uh, the, the quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Tula, I'm not really paying too much attention to them it may be super super late for joe burrow but Tua, we don't even know if he's going to start this year especially with this again being just a crazy year they might just essentially redshirt him at that point and then jerry judy you know you brought it up with the the broncos you kind of like the way their schedule lays out but it's just it's definitely i think it's going to be very impactful on on kind of what happens and how it does and 
I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. It's definitely going to be crazy. We have some more things we can talk about, but we're about an hour. I don't think anyone really wants to listen to us too much more anywhere. We got some MLB stuff that, hey, I can bring it up on Sirius now with Jason. So make sure everybody check us out. Sirius XM Radio, Fantasy Sports Channel, 5 to 7, both Saturday with me and Sunday with Sia. Make sure to go to the Just Discord. Check us out. Ask us questions. Ask Sia questions about Outlaw Golf because other than this week, he's been crushing it, it seems like. Make sure to go ask Rich questions about soccer. He's going to be up very early, I can guarantee it, on Saturday morning, placing some bets, placing some lineups, and answering your questions. Same thing with Josh Moore. J-Mo, make sure to check him out uh, in the Discord as well. And on Twitter, we'll have everything in the show notes. And yeah, let's play some poker, right? Oh, yes, your poker story. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, no, no. Get to no, it. Oh. no, 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 no. We're not going to hit the poker story tonight. We'll, 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 ah. save it for, we'll save it for another night. I just, I have to say something. Are you ready? Yeah. You, it looks like you're sitting down. You're sitting down, right? All right, Michael, sports are back. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. Let's go. And on that note, everybody, I'm Michael Raziel. My man, Sia Najad. We appreciate you. We'll see you soon.